can we lift him high? Can we lift up the name of Jesus? He deserves our praise, our glory. He deserves to be magnified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. So our job as believers is to lift Jesus up because he will do the work. He will draw people to him. Amen. We are to be vessels and to be used by him, but ultimately it's just to get them to Jesus Christ. And so not just during a song service or a worship service do we lift him up, but each and every day with our life, with our words, with our conversation, everything about us is to point people to Jesus Christ so that we can lift him up and that God can do his work in our lives. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be here together, together to worship him. Amen. As our ushers come, amen. Uh, remember, we uh, this week we have started our 21 days of prayer and fasting leading up to our Friends Day that is coming up February 9th. And so uh, we are preparing, laying the groundwork for what God wants to do in that. Amen. And we thank you for your participation and your sacrifice these coming up days and weeks. Amen. Um, we know we have some events going on. Check the bulletin in the calendar. This weekend we have the Homeless uh, Coalition. Amen. See the Galans uh, for more information on that. And so uh, we're excited for what God is doing and we want to be a part of that. Amen. Amen. As we uh, pray for this offering tonight, let's continue to pray for the needs in our our own life, our friends, our family members, those that need salvation and those that need healing and a touch. We know that God can do everything, right? Man, let's lift up the Lord as we go before him tonight. Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time, this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing in our lives, God. We ask you, Jesus, Lord, to touch each and every need here. God, you know everything that is going on, what we're going through, those that we love and friends of ours, God, what they're facing. We know that you are able, God, to bring them through, God, anything, any situation. We ask you, Lord, to do it in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray for this offering to multiply it for your kingdom. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's come and give unto the Lord tonight. Fill my life till
Jesus, we lift you up. We worship you. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. As we are standing, we go to the word of the Lord. In the book of Joshua, the first chapter. Joshua 1, and start reading with verse 1, where the Lord says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, unto the great sea, toward the, the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according all to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shalt not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou, shalt, thou mayest observe to do according all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Aren't you thankful that he's still going with us? He's still walking with us wherever we go. Amen. We serve a great God. Amen. Turn to a few people, shake their hands as you're seated this evening. In 1803, the President Thomas Jefferson negotiated the purchase of the Louisiana Territory. And this territory comprised of approximately 829,000 square miles. This single purchase would double the United States landmass in just one transaction. It was quite the purchase. I'm glad he did it. They purchased it for $15 million, and that was a mere three cents per acre. How many would like to get that deal again? Three cents per acre. Uh, one of the unanswered questions about this purchase was, what exactly did we get out of this deal? We know we got a good deal, but what, what did we get out of it? What does this land consist of and what all does it, uh, is it made of? Can you imagine the excitement 
of having the nation literally double in size overnight and the excitement it must have been to figure out what exactly we got and to map it out so that we can have a, a good idea of what it is. Uh, the president asked Congress to approve $2,500 for an expedition team to find out exactly what was out there. And the expedition's goal was to gain an accurate sense of the resources that uh, we got from the Louisiana Purchase. And it laid much of the groundwork for the westward expansion of the United States. People uh, would be willing to go uh, out there as long as somebody's gone before them and they can tell us what it looks like. Uh, kind of not much has changed. People are willing to go if somebody else will go before them. Uh, and so uh, Lewis and Clark, uh, they adventured on that uh, journey uh, between 1804 and 1806. 31 men, a woman, and a baby traveled from the plains of the Midwest to the Pacific Ocean. And this trail... Uh, Stretched 11 states. It was 3,700 miles long, and they did all that without a map, without a GPS, without an iPhone, without an RV. I mean, they really, they really explored. Uh, and so, traveling over the mountains, rivers, plains, and deserts, finally reaching the Pacific coast. And so, if you actually are able to make it up to uh, St. Louis or St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, you can actually start where they started and start on the beginning of their trail uh, to see the history of that 200-year-old path that they began that day. And so can you imagine waking up every day for two years not knowing really where you're at? That's the life that they lived while they were out there exploring two years. They did not know what was uh, lurking around the next bend. They didn't know what dangers might pop up, not knowing what may jump out of trees, um, not knowing, knowing how many uh, Sasquatches they witnessed out there. Uh, they may have been the first people to see them out there. Uh, and so imagine seeing mountain ranges lying ahead and not knowing what is in store. Uh, this is what they questioned for two years, kind of like Abraham did. Abram did many, many years ago. He just kind of headed for the horizon, following the voice of the Lord into a plain, into an unknown area. But if it wasn't for Lewis and Clark, much of the western United States would not have been developed as quickly as it did. If it wasn't for them cutting out a path in the uncharted, unexplored territories, Others would not know which way to go and how to get there. If they weren't the first to go, then there wouldn't be a path or a trail or a way to follow. You see, when you're the first one out there, there's no, there's no path. There's no paved way. Uh, you are the path. You are the path maker, the way maker. You have to fight. Uh, to get through that place and uh, forge through the forest in your blood, sweat, and tears, and you make a path for somebody else to follow through. And so all it takes is for one person to take the lead and to start making a path in, in your life. There is one 
with each new step, who charters into the unknown, steps out in faith and, and believe in that. We haven't been here before. I haven't been here before, but I know that God has something for us and something uh, that God wants to show us. But we have to be willing to step out into the unknown and step out in faith, believing that God is going to make a way even when there seems to be no way. And so um, uh, here in our text, the, the nation of Israel is kind of standing in a similar path in a similar place that Lois and Clark did, uh, Lewis and Clark did that day. Uh, Clark just flew over it, and he already saw. He had to go pick up Lewis, Lois. Anyways, moving on from that. And so in our text, we see the nation of Israel getting ready to go and claim the land, the promised land that was given to them. They... They must have been excited. I know at least two of them were. Joshua and Caleb were, were excited because they uh, were ready to go and claim the land a, near, a mere 40 years earlier, but uh, the rest of the people did not want to go. And so I know them two were excited to be back there and to finally this time push through and to start inheriting God's promises. And so and if they were not uh excited to explore the new land, at least people would get excited about leaving the wilderness. We're, we're leaving this uh, wilderness and, and crossing over the Jordan into a new place. And so that alone should be enough reason to rejoice, to leave the dreaded wilderness where you spent the last four decades wandering through. And so now God is telling Joshua to go over this Jordan and to possess the promised land, the Canaan, uh, Canaan, the land of Canaan. Uh, and so we, we got to understand, though, that the promised land, even though it was filled with milk uh, and honey and uh, a great abundance of things, we know that this uh, also had uh, inhabitants in the land, the Canaanites, the Amalekites, and many other, the Hittites, all kinds of people were in the land, and so it was not like uh, it's not like the the heaven that we're going to possess in one day because there will be no enemy there. We just walk in, and and that's it. Uh, uh, this their their type of heaven, if you will, uh, wasn't just to go in and 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 to move right in. They had to fight for their land and fight for the promises that were there. And even though uh, the 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 heaven that we inherit we don't have to fight off enemies there we have to fight down here in order to get there and so there's always going to be a battle there's always going to be a fight there's always going to be a sacrifice if we want to see the promises come to pass in our life and and here uh, Joshua is getting ready to lead these people uh, into this promised land there are giants there's walls there's enemies there are battles to fight, and so Israel was in the same place that we probably stand here today, on the threshold of a new experience, on the way to a new place, a new land, a new level of living. There is a new generation holding on to an old promise that has not yet been possessed before, 
I believe that we are going to possess some things this year that we haven't gone before. That we're going to see some things and experience places and levels and dimensions in God that we have yet been. But we have to be willing to fight for that and be willing to cross over our Jordan, whatever that may be, and to go and to possess what God has promised for us. And there's going to be a fight for it because the enemy does not want us in that place. The enemy does not want us closer to him, to God. He does not want us possessing the promises of God because once we possess those things, we become stronger people. We become stronger men and women of God, and it's going to be even that much so harder to get us out. And so the devil's going to put up a resistance, and he'll use people in our lives to keep us, to block us, to do anything he can. But I'm willing to go, go forward, to go over the Jordan, to see what God has for us on this other side, amen, and so he tells, he tells Joshua uh, in verse 2, my, my, my ser- Moses, my servant is dead, now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, now this word tread upon, it, it means more than just walking, uh, even th- uh, though we, 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 we like to think of it in that context. It means more than just walking, uh, but tread really kind of means more of, of fight, to fight for, to fight for the ground that you're standing upon. If you can walk it, uh, God will give it to you if you're willing to tread upon it, if you're willing to fight for it. God will give you every place that you stand and you put your feet upon. And so um, more than just walking around, I want to possess it and I want to tread upon places this year that we haven't been before. But that means that we've got to be willing to fight for that ground that we stand upon. More than just standing, but be willing to fight for that. Uh, It's more than walking around. It's about every place you put your foot, if you will fight for that place, to keep that place, Uh, God will help you conquer your enemies. And so God still has promises for us, but we've got to be willing to fight for those promises. The devil's not going to give up ground that that easy, but as long as we make a step and take a step in faith and fight for that, God will continue to use us and to push back the forces of darkness, push back the the enemy, but he has to have an army that's willing to fight for that. God can easily wipe them all out, but he wants to use us uh, in this process. Uh, We've got to be willing to fight the enemy off and to fight off the fowls of the air and to fight off uh, the things of this world in order to possess and protect the promises that God has given to us. And so any place that we are willing to stand and fight for, God will give us the victory. And so... God was transitioning this nation, this young nation, into a place that they have not been before. And uh, transitions can be difficult because, but they are necessary. Uh, We don't want to stay in one place the, the rest of our life. Even though it may be a good place, a comfortable place, we have to be willing at some point to transition and to go into a new place, a new direction. Uh, because God is always calling us in, uh, to a, a deeper walk, a deeper place with him. And so he tells Joshua 
in verse 3, they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark, uh, Joshua 3 and 3 through 5, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know by which way you go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among us. And so the people of Israel have really, they've been in a place, in a, in a mindset. They have... Uh, been landless. They haven't had a place to call their own for almost 500 years. Uh, they've been prisoners in a foreign land. And now God is telling Joshua, who tells him, take the people with you and to go and to take this land, to go possess this land and, and, and conquer this land. It is your promised land and it is uh, at this point in their history that God begins to transition them from being uh, a nomadic people where they just kind of been moving around and, and not really being able to put down foundation, put down roots in a place. And even, even just because they were stationary in Egypt does not mean that's where they had roots. Their roots were all the way back in the land of Canaan. Uh, and so they've, they've been living their whole life understanding that we don't, we don't have, we're not living in our place. This is not our home. Uh, and they have also have a slavery complex where their mentality, their mindset is we're a slave. We're, we're somebody else's property. We're somebody else's uh, uh, people. And uh, we are, are not our own. We don't have our own country, our own land, our own nation. We are not our own. And, and, Think of the, the mindset of these people, and here God is telling them now, go over and start fighting for this place that you're going to have. That's a, a big transition, a big obstacle to overcome a, a, a mindset, a way of thinking where people are stuck in their ways and they don't want to change and they, they don't want to move forward. But then God says all of a sudden now, go and fight these people and kill them and I'll give you this land. That was the biggest obstacle that they had when they were first here some 40 years earlier because they didn't have the right mindset to go and possess the land uh, because they, they said, we, we cannot go. We saw the giants, and we we're grasshoppers. We cannot overcome. We can't go in there and do that. Uh, and, and so they did not have the right mindset and therefore you cannot go and possess what God has for you if you don't have the right mindset. And so if you want to start seeing uh, things coming to pass in your life, we have to get our mind right in order to to change our thinking and change the way that we've maybe have always done things or a way have always thought things. Like the nation of Israel, uh, their, their mindset had to change. Uh, because they've been acting like wanderers and thinking that they were slaves. And if they're going to become fighting uh, warriors and going to conquer lands and fight for the land, that's, that takes a, a huge shift in thinking uh, to all of a sudden now we're warriors. We were slaves yesterday, but now we're a warrior going to go and conquer the land. That takes a lot of brain power to do that. Uh, and so the first thing we have to we're going to have to have in order to possess our promises is we're going to have to have the right mindset. 
Our mind is going to be made up. The battle is always won or lost right here in our minds. As much as we want to fight and exert physical energy, it's really uh, won or lost in our minds. If our minds are weak and our thoughts are defeating thoughts and depressing thoughts, it's not going to take much to deter us and to push us back if we don't have our minds made up. But if our minds are made up and if they are anchored in the word of God, then it wouldn't matter what we face. It wouldn't matter what the giants or the obstacles or the walled cities. It doesn't matter what stands in our way. Why? Because we know in our minds that God is for us. Who can be against us? Greater is he that's in me, he that's in the world. That comes from having the right mindset, and that comes uh, being able to possess a promise that God has given us. We have to get our minds right and, and be thinking the right way. Romans 12 and 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And so... Uh, uh, people, we are all people that are conformed to this world. Really, are conformed to the thinking of the world. And uh, you, ha- if you want to get out of the world, you have to change your thinking, and, w- and which in turn will change your life, change your lifestyle. And and you have to believe that you are called out and to be set apart from the rest of the world and set apart for the use of God. And so. Uh, we have to have the right mindset if we're going to go into this year believing that we're going to possess things and go places that we haven't gone before. Uh, we got to get our minds right and prepared and ready to do that. Ephesians 4 tells us that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so there has to be a renewal of our mind. And it's not just uh, at uh, the altars of repentance. It's not just through the waters of baptism. It's not just when receiving the Holy Ghost. But we're going to have to renew our mind all the time. Each and every day, we got to get a new heart, a new mind. All these things need to be renewed because they... Uh, can easily be corrupted by this carnal nature, this carnal world. All kinds of things in this world uh, can corrupt our thinking and corrupt our mind and corrupt our way. And so, therefore, we have to be constantly renewing our mind and making sure we still have that right mindset if we're going to possess our promises. The Lord told Joshua, only be thou strong and very courageous. And so Joshua wasn't exactly sure what he was going to be facing when he crossed over. Obviously, he kind of had an idea uh, because he was there 40 years earlier, but it's different when you're leading a nation in there uh, getting ready to fight battles. And so the only way to be strong and courageous without knowing Uh, your enemy and everything you're getting ready to face is to have a strong mindset, the right mindset, 
uh, then it doesn't matter what you face because you know man, your mind is made up that we're going to have victory no matter what. We're going to push through no matter what. We're going to have, uh, we're going to defeat this devil. We're going to uh, bind this spirit no matter what happens. We, our mind is made up that we are going to see victory and we're not going to settle for anything less. That's how you be strong and be courageous when you don't know what you're going to face. It's because of a made up mind. And so with the correct mindset, we know who we are, and we know what side that we are on. And so as an Israelite, they are the chosen people of God. They, are, they had a promise that God was giving to them. They, they know that they're out of Egypt now. They know that they're not in bondage anymore. They don't have to walk around with their head hanging low because they have been freed uh, and so as long as they knew this and understood this, it gives them strength to fight for the promises of God. First Peter tells us we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that we should show forth the praise of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so if we start to forget that verse, then we will start to conform back to the world. But people that have that verse in their minds and their mind is made up, now no, we don't want to look like the world. Why? Because we are a peculiar people. We have been called out. We Our minds are made up that we are a chosen generation. We are a special people because the word of God gives us this new identity and he has called us out. And so I don't want to forget about the word of God and who our identity is. That forgetting those verses, those key verses, weakens our mind and weakens our doctrine, weakens our lifestyle, and we begin, begin to slowly conform back to the world because our mind is not uh, made up where it should be. And so how do we maintain the right mindset every day? That is through, uh, through the Word of God, through our dedication, devotion, and consecration to Him and, and prayer and fasting and uh, uh, reading the Word of God. He tells Joshua... In verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And so that's the key to living for God is to uh, meditate on the word day and night. And if we, the, 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 uh, as often as we start skipping out and, and missing reading the word of God and we don't stop praying and we're not doing what we should do, our mind begins to get weakened, and the enemy, we become an easier prey, easier target for the enemy. But if we follow the word of God and meditate on God day and night through prayer, fasting, and, and reading his word, our mind stays sharp. Our mind stays in the right direction that God uh, wants us to go in because we know Hebrews tells us how the word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword, divides asunder the soul, spirit, joints, and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so the very word of God, the very law of God will help fight off those bad thoughts, help fight off those unrighteous beliefs and imaginations and all, all those things that wear down our, our mindset and attack our mind because if, if our mind is weak, then we become an easy target. And we're not going to go up against giants and, and walled cities and devils and demons if our mind is filled with ungodly 
imaginations and unrighteous thoughts. And so the Word of God reminds us who we are, but it tells us uh, who our God is. Imagine if the people of Israel got up every day and if they read the Word of God while they were uh, traversing through the wilderness. Imagine if they did that. Then the first time they got to the Jordan River, I believe that they would just push on through and say, let's go conquer this land. But their minds were not ready. Uh, they didn't, they didn't uh, uh, believe uh, how they needed to believe. And, and so they uh, didn't have the right mindset to possess the promises that God had. And so all they would have had to do is to get up and to read about how their father Abraham was already in that land. Abraham was already there, and the Almighty God had already told our father that this land is our land, and uh, I'm giving this land to your children. And so had they just recited that simple prayer or simple belief every single day, once they finally got to the Jordan River, they would have, they would have remembered, oh, Abraham was already here. This is our land already. God has already given us this land. And so it doesn't matter what's in there. It's our land. We need to go and take it and possess it. But that wasn't in their minds. And so therefore they said we cannot go and claim it. And so uh, with a mentality like that, saying we cannot go, with those kind of thoughts, surely you're not going to be able to possess the promises that God has for you. And we see that that generation did not possess those promises because they didn't have the right mindset. The only two people who said that we can were Joshua and Caleb, and God allowed them to, to stay alive through that wilderness and he allowed them to come back and to possess the land. Why? Because they had the right mindset from the get-go. They were ready to go and say, yeah, we are able to go. Let's go and do that. Why? Because their mind was made up. And so that's why it's so critical to renew our minds on a daily basis because we have to make sure we're thinking the right thoughts. And it takes more than a single service to do that. Our minds can be made up on Sunday, but that does not mean we're going to have the same mindset on Friday that we had on Sunday. A lot of things can happen throughout the week, but we got to make sure that we have the right mindset. We got to wash our minds in the Word of God. We got to cast down imaginations and every high thing in our life. We got to bring into captivity every thought uh, to the obedience of Christ. And if we maintain the proper thinking, we can go on to see the promises that God has given to us. But we have to do that every day, and uh, I can't do that for you. Uh, we have to do that each and every day. We've got to work out our own salvation. Yeah, we can hear great messages on Sunday and Thursday and maybe throughout the week, but it's going to take more than that to, to get us to possess the promises. We've got to learn to do it ourselves. We've got to learn to fight our own battles. We've got to learn how to get down and pray and fight through the, the spirits and the demons and temptations and battles in our life. We've got to fight for our own promises. It's not always one and a, a church service. Many times it's one during the week in our prayer closet. We can do more battling in the prayer closet during the week than we can on a Sunday here for a few minutes. And so the question is, are we going to believe what we see 
Or are we going to believe what God said? Are we going to believe what we see or are we going to believe what God told us? The word of God will always come before anything that is visible in our life because we need faith to believe something that we haven't seen. And so God, the word of God that we need for our situation, I believe you already have the answer in your life. You already have it in your mind. God has already given it to you. You've already heard it before. Long before we deal with any problems in our life, God can go in and plant a seed in our life uh, as, a, as a seed. As Jesus explains the parable, how the word of God is like a seed. And so God gives us his word as a seed. And the seed might be for a specific purpose, or it might be a general truth that we can lean upon and, and glean from. But regardless of its purpose, the point is, is that we are giving a seed so that it, it will grow into something that is greater than what it currently is. God wants to plant seeds in our life, and he wants us to, to nurture it, to allow it to grow, and, and God will give the increase if we cultivate the soil of our heart and our mind so that it can grow into something greater. And then by the time we reach our problem, we already have the mindset. We already have the direction. We already have the wisdom and faith to, to defeat our giant. Why? Because we've been cultivating something in our life. We've been praying about something, and we haven't seen anything yet. We're ready. We've got an expectation we're going to see something. Uh, but God's already planting seeds far beyond, far ahead when we actually start and might need something to use it for. And so, but that only depends if we're cultivating it, if we're watering what God gives us, if we're watching over it, if we're guarding it, if, it, if it's going to grow and give us strength and support, or if we just kind of throw it on the shelf and say, yeah, that was a, that was a nice message uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen next week, or I can't wait for another, a different message. If, if we just kind of toss it on the shelf and really pay no attention to the word that was spoken in our life, uh, well, because, well, uh, I'll just get another seed on Thursday or ne another seed next week, and, 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 and if we don't watch over it, the seed that God gives us, the enemy can come in and steal that little seed that God's trying to give us because we're not watching over it. And so even if you might think, well, that's, this sermon's not for me. Surely this is for somebody else. There's always something that we can take away from every sermon. There's going to be a seed for everybody that God's trying to give something to everybody. We have to have our minds open and our hearts open and say, God, what is it you want from me? I want to get something. I need to get a seed uh, from this service. I need to get something planted in my heart because you never know when you might need that seed to come out. And so God's not going to leave his people empty-handed. That only happens when his people get careless about the word that he gives them. And they let it fall by the wayside. And so the word of God has the power to transform our mind, transform our life, transform our destiny. And people will be careless with it and throw it away. When they start to see a giant or when, they, when a devil shows up or a trial or tribulation comes, all of a sudden they're just overwhelmed by what they see because they're not holding on to what they've received from the word of God. 
a week before, month before, a year before. You never know uh, how far in advance God is preparing his people for things. But we have to be open and say, God, I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to let this grow. I'm going to help cultivate this because you never know what we're going to face tomorrow. And God is going to give us the answer uh, to meet that need. Musicians, if you would come. It's amazing the transfer of power that we take from the seed, the power that the seed has from the word of God, and we give that power to something else that just shows up in our life. A giant shows up or a devil or a trial or tribulation shows up and all of a sudden, wow, that's so, I don't know how I'm going to get over that. Or man, what a, what a giant, how can we defeat that? Or uh, that, you're, you're talking about, you're giving that, that, that thing power uh, over, over your situation. And it's amazing to see the people, the children of Israel do that. All the power of the plagues, all the power that pushed back that Red Sea and and held back that unimaginable force of that wall of water. All that power that the children of Israel gave all that power to the enemy once they spied out the land and said, wow, they are too powerful for us. All that they witnessed, all that they seen when they said, we are not able to go up and possess the land because I saw a giant. Can you believe that? The transfer of power that happens, that we give to the enemy instead of giving to the word of God. We don't hear about this man named Joshua until Exodus chapter 17. When Moses recognizes him and asks him to gather some men to go out and fight, it is believed that Joshua at this point is 45 years old. But uh, we know that Joshua was, most likely he was born in Egypt. He lived a life as a slave. And yet, even growing up in that world, I believe that Joshua was a man of faith even back in Egypt. When he was taught their history and what God had told their father Abraham, uh, I believe that Joshua grabbed the hold of that seed, grabbed the hold of the word of God that was passed down from uh, generation to generation. And he grabbed the hold of that promise that God had given their father Abraham a land, a promised land. And he said, I'm going to hold on to that. That sounds like something that I'm going to hold on to. And I'm going to put my faith in that because God promised our father that. And I'm going to hide that in my heart. And I'm going to believe what the word of God says over what I see. It doesn't matter what I see in my life. I'm holding on to that promise that we have a promised land somewhere. And I'm not going to allow a situation to steal that away. And so there is a promise that we have not possessed yet. And if it comes to pass in my lifetime, I'm not going to let anything take that out of my hands. I'm not going to let anything take that seed of, of faith, of promise from me. I'm going to hold on to that because I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe the word of God over anything that may show up one day in my life. And so I believe Joshua already had that mindset as he was uh, there in Egypt. And if you stand with me tonight, 
But then one day Joshua hears of a man named Moses walking into Pharaoh's court. And this man demands that the Israelites to be set free. And days go by and Joshua starts hearing about things happening. Joshua starts hearing about the power of God manifesting in Egypt. Something that's never happened before, something's moving, something's happening in Egypt. And uh, I can believe that Joshua was saying that something's, something's going on and this seed in my heart is growing and and my faith is growing and getting stronger the more reports I hear about Moses and the, the God of Abraham uh, backing Moses with his power. Uh, and, and so God is here. He's going to be delivering us and he's going to fulfill his promise to his people. I believe that, eh, that Joshua was already believing that this was going to happen. And so finally Israel is declared free. They start marching out of Egypt. And I can see Joshua now. Joshua's excited, man. He's he's already believing this. Nothing like this has ever happened before. It's been hundreds of years. Our people has been here in Egypt. And now all of a sudden the Pharaoh says we can go. God's doing something in our life. And that's just exciting. Joshua, he's dancing, he's rejoicing. Joshua can barely keep his composure. Why? Because his mind's made up. He's saying, we're out of here. We're going. That promise that God gave Abraham, I'm going to see it. I'm on my way there. And so the Red Sea is then, then ripped open, and Joshua's walking through it, and he's, and he's touching the walls of the water as he's walking by. And he takes a handful of that water, and he throws it on the seed that's in his heart. Uh, in order to uh, cultivate that and give him even more faith because he knows it's happening. He knows it's coming. I haven't seen anything like this before. And so if we jump ahead, we skip over the wilderness part and we get to the Jordan where the 12 tribes are sent over and Joshua, they're sneaking in the land and I can see Joshua, he he can't keep quiet because... He's seen with his own eyes this promise starting to happen and things are starting to unfold. And Joshua, man, he's excited. He can't wait to get back and give the good report. Says, hey, let's not waste any time. Let's go on over. Uh, why? Because Joshua had the mindset. He is ready to possess the promise. And so he saw the giants that everyone else saw. He saw the walled cities that the other ten saw. But his mind was already made up. And he said, he said, I've watched God rip open the ocean. These giants aren't going to last very long because I've already seen it. If we want to see things with our eyes, the things that God has already spoken to us, we're going to have to have the right mindset. Our minds are going to have to be made up not just today or tonight, but tomorrow. we got to say God's going to do something. God's going to keep on believing every single day like Joshua did. This could be the day where God says, let's go. Let's go on over the River Jordan and possess our promise. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for what God has in store. Amen. But we've got to make our minds sharp. This month is almost over. 
and we've already been proclaiming uh, promises and things that happen this month. And But we've got to keep that mindset through February, through March, through April. Even if we haven't seen anything in June or July, uh, we still got to have that mindset. It could be any day now. God's promises are coming to pass. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about this year. Why don't we worship the Lord together? Why don't we believe? Let's make up our minds and God help us to move on forward, God. We're not going to back down. We're not going to give up. God has something for us.